Welcome to the Chronically Courageous Podcast. I'm your host, Bonnie Howard. Since I was a child, I've had chronic pain, yet was told time and time again that it was all in my head. So I pushed through my symptoms and I built a successful career until I found myself crouched on the floor of my office, barely conscious. After finally getting a diagnosis, I had to learn how to embrace the life I've been given as fully and happily as possible. Now, it's my mission to help you do the same. Join my guests and I each week for inspiring stories and tips on navigating the complexities of chronic illness. Together, I believe we can move forward with courage, passion, and purpose. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Chronically Courageous. Today, I have with me Fusen Reinhardt from the Netherlands, although she's now in Turkey. She discovered through a series of life events, which we'll talk about more today, that she had a gift to help people relieve their pain and other physical ailments. After a miraculous healing of her own father, she realized that her true purpose was to help people heal their emotions, change the way they think, and coach them to find their true life's purpose. Today, Fusun is a mindset coach, emotional healer, NLP master, and motivational speaker who has worked in the personal transformation field for the last 14 years. She has worked with well-known teachers such as Tony Robbins, Les Brown, Byron Katie, Greg Braden, and more. She is the founder of the Life Healing Academy, which she started after leaving a successful corporate sales career of over 20 years so that she could devote her life to helping women discover their true potential, control their emotions, and boost their self-confidence. Fusen uses various tools such as neuro-linguistic programming, hypno-inductions, and other holistic ways to serve her clients in the most transformative way. She has been interviewed many times. She is an international speaker, and she even made a TV appearance where she discussed her unique style of helping people to make permanent change and lead a happy, fulfilled, and successful life. With that, I am so honored to have Fusen here on the show with us. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Bonnie. Thank you for inviting me and share this energy field with your audience. Oh, thank you. It's you are just I, you know, as we were talking before we started um, recording, you are really a perfect fit for this uh, for this show because you know you've had such an incredible experience of healing several people in you know well lots of people but several people close to you in your lives and I'd like to. I'd like to kind of start by talking about the fact that, you know, you left this really successful corporate sales career. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. I know I, I relate to that so much because I was also in corporate and, you know, I didn't leave by choice. I got forced out because of my, you know, my, my health was ailing and I couldn't perform, but it was such a gift. I mean, now that I look back at it, what a gift to not be in that place anymore because it was not aligned with where I knew I needed to be and where my life's purpose was. So, you know, sometimes these things, like Tony Robbins says, these things happen for us, not to us, right? That's absolutely true. That's absolutely true. Because if we don't have our experiences, we will never be the person who we are today. Those experiences are reshaping our life. 
I was just talking to a client of mine before I jumped on your show. I was talking about the dough, you know, before you bake a cake or uh, make a pizza crust or whatsoever, you need to mix things to create that best cake, best pizza or best whatever bakery stuff you are cooking. And you need the perfect ingredient with the perfect percentage of whatever you want to add into it. And that's mm -hmm. us. So all those experiences are like part of that dough that we are uh, mixing, like the egg, like the milk, like the water, like whatever you are putting in there to shape the best cake there is out there. And this happens based on our life experiences. Mm. That's such a great way to look at it. I've never heard that analogy before, but I love it. I think I'm going to use it and maybe steal it from you. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> because problem. Because there's so much truth. Yeah, it really does. I mean, there's so much truth to that. You know, when, you know, sometimes I ask people that have been through a lot with their, with, you know, regard to their health and just other experiences, would you change anything? And the answer I get most often is no. And I agree with that because really, if we hadn't been through every experience that we've been through to this point, we wouldn't be exactly where we are today and we wouldn't be the person that we are today. So and we wouldn't be even having this conversation today. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, so let's talk about, you know, the fact that you left your, your corporate career. What led you to that? Tell, talk about that. Actually, let me um, start like this. So mm -hmm. it was back in 2007. I was in this particular corporate job. Uh, it was an American company. I was working with Americans, with British people. I always worked in international jobs, so with all kinds of uh, international people. And they were pushing really my buttons a lot there. Let me put it that mm. way. There was a lot of uh, tension. There was a lot of unhappiness. So I was not happy at all with my work. And beside the work, my husband's family, they were running a successful company for 125 years and that all of a sudden went bankrupt. So hmm. there was also a lot of tension in my background with that family. They were upset, they were sad, they couldn't believe it. My husband was in depression, not showing it hmm. because he's very emotional. He doesn't like to show his emotions. He keeps them to himself. And mm -hmm. I... My child, I have a daughter of 23, at the time she was like nine, 10 years old. So she was also very young. And I had to deal with a kid with an emotional uh, stressed uh, husband, my mm -hmm. own stress at work. And on top of that, I started having this bad news from my father's health conditions. Mm -hmm. And living abroad is not always easy, especially when your loved ones are living in another country right because you cannot just say okay you know what let me stop by at my parents today so um i started having these bad news from the health conditions of my father and mm -hmm. that was really upsetting me because i was living far away and i'm the only daughter and i'm like i'm not there to take care of them and then i always had this stress when i was a little kid that my parents are old because my mom gave birth to me after she was 40 years old. Oh, and I was always having this fear, living with this fear that nobody lived very long in my family, so soon they will die. Mm. You know, I mm. always had that fear from childhood. And then when this thing started happening with my father, he had various types of issues. One of them was uh, his heart, 
his heart claps were not working and then he had a severe high blood pressure issues every week he was hospitalized and mm. then he had this acute hernia whereby he was really having terrible pain and hearing all this each time another bad news you know it was putting me into so much stress and mm-hmm. i started to wake up in the morning like with strong heartbeat i couldn't breathe i couldn't calm mm. myself down it was like anxiety attacks which i didn't even know at the time well and then i was going to work at work i couldn't even stand to see those people's faces you know i just wanted to be out of there eventually i lost my job there as well so they fired me because mm. that was my first blessing actually Yes. Then um, when I was going through this, one day I said, enough is enough. Isn't there something out there that can help me? Isn't there a miracle? That's literally what I said. Then I decided to type miracle on Google and found a website called Miracle. Uh-huh. And I was like, huh? I was totally flabbergasted. Right. And I started checking this. And actually, it was a prayer website. Okay. People were just praying for each other without Hmm. knowing each other. Hmm. So there was no Facebook, no Instagram, none of those social media that we have today. And people weren't even using their real names. It was just uh, nicknames. But whoever Hmm. had an issue like Bonnie would come and say, I'm going through this chronic illness. I'm going to the doctor tomorrow. I don't know the test results. They were immediately jumping in. We will pray for you. Don't worry. It's okay. It's under control. And then somebody was saying, my husband is beating me up. Don't worry. We will pray for you. So Mm. I was really amazed. I thought these people exist in the world, you know, (laughs) not knowing each other, but just for the goodwill, good intentions there to help and beautiful that touched me somewhere deep inside Mm -hmm. i said i'm gonna join and observe because that's how i am i don't immediately jump into things i need to first check it out right and then the more i was in there following the more i started already feeling peace like there is hope Mm. and that's why this year i'm in a collaboration book and I wrote a chapter which is called Message of Hope. And I'm doing my Facebook lives also under the name Message of Hope. Because yes. I think what people need. People need hope. People need to be heard. People need to be understood. People need mm-hmm. someone to talk to. They feel lonely. They feel abundance. They feel like there is no way out there. But there is. Believe me, there right. is always light at the end of the tunnel. So I became a member. I started praying for other people's problems. And the more problems I have seen, the more questions I started asking myself. And I was like, hey, look at her, how much she's suffering. Hey, look at him, how much uh, he is suffering. You think you have problems? Your problems are not problems. So Mm -hmm. that's how I started shifting my mindset first. And then the more I prayed for those people, the more inner peace I started feeling. Mm -hmm. So slowly, slowly my breathing changed and my sleep pattern started becoming better. And I was waking up like with this total bliss. Wow. And because I started doing this really from the heart, 
I started experiencing a lot of spiritual things. Like I started to tap into a certain field which was not known to me. And then I started feeling like the existence of something, some kind of other energy and mm -hmm. the uh, lights around me, the coincidences I was having, which were mind blowing. Like all of a sudden somebody was appearing to help me out of blue with wow. the important time that I needed help with. Like to make it more understandable, let me give this example. Because I lost my job, I didn't have enough income and I had a friend who was in a quite bad situation financially and her daughter was always asking things, you know, young kids, they just ask things. And then I told her, you know what, I'm going to send it to you from the Netherlands. I will buy something nice, cute, and I will send it. And I really had, it's a bit like Tony Robbins. It's not about that my life changed 180 degrees with this event, but this was a contribution. I went to this store and I was literally counting the money I had in my hand. And then I was checking the stuff what I can buy so that I could send it with whatever I had in my hands. So I grabbed something and I came to the cash register and uh, still thinking, okay, this is gonna be uh, enough. And this very old lady turned around and then she gave me a voucher. I said, what is this? She said, you need this more than I do now. And I oh. was like, and I had tears in my eyes, but yeah. that she knows me or she would know what I'm feeling or thinking. So oh I started gosh. experiencing these miracles more and more and more. And it all started with that praying circle. Wow. And then one day, that's the breakthrough, the first breakthrough. One day my mom called and I could hear the painful sounds of my father in the background. I mm -hmm. said, is he having pain again? She said, yeah, these days it really increased. I said, okay, hang up the phone, I will do something. And I didn't have a clue what. Right. So I just visualized my father laying in front of me. I knew exactly where the head is, where the legs are. And then I started praying to God to help me. I started inviting in whoever is out there who is supporting me in my journey, my guides, my angels, whatever, whoever they are, or you want to call them, doesn't matter for me. I grabbed some stones, you know, just you need something physical, right? That's how people believe. So then um, I visualized so much crystals, Swarovski stones, gold powder. I was just making stuff up. Right, right. And then 15 minutes later, my mom called and she said, what did you do? I said, what do you mean? She said, because my father, your father's pain is gone. I said, really? Oh my gosh. I don't know what I did. And then I wow. started thinking. So that was the lightest version of my first experience. Right. Then she said, your father has a message. I said, what is the message? He wants you to keep on doing whatever you are doing because it's helping him oh, and I was amazing. like okay <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing but okay I will do it <laughs> right and then this kept on going for a while until I came to the point that by the way my father was a very strong man he passed away four years later he's looking at me because I always carry his picture with me 
Wow. He never used any medication in his entire life. Hmm. He did boxing as a hobby. He was a mm -hmm. rock and roll star. As oh, my gosh. So what I try to say, he was using his legs all the time. Right. And there came a moment my mom said, he cannot walk anymore. I'm putting diapers on him. Mm. And I oh. realized that. And for me, that was the most horror movie that I have ever seen yeah. in my life. I yeah. thought that man that lived his life using his legs and no medication, no illness, no sickness, and he's in diapers. Mm. I couldn't, my brain couldn't accept it. Right, sure. So I spoke to my father. I said, you know what? I'm coming there and I'm going to make you walk. And my brother was so pissed at me. He said, don't give false hopes to my father. Who mm. do you think you are? Did you become Jesus that we don't know? <laughs> That's literally what he said. Right. Yeah. I said, I'm going to come over. I'm going to make him walk. And you will see it. Hmm. And Bonnie, believe me, I have no clue who made me say that or how I said it. Because I didn't know how I would do it. Oh, my gosh. So I flew over. And I started working with my father by praying, by using my energy, by using my visualization, everything that I felt from my inner core. I would stay seven days. First day, nothing. Second day, nothing. Third day, nothing. My hopes are decreasing. Mm, I bet. And then I thought to myself, maybe my brother was right. Maybe I trusted myself too much. Mm. And maybe I really gave false hope to my father. But I didn't give up. Fourth day, nothing. Fifth day, nothing. And I said, God, whenever my father gave me a promise, he kept it. Whenever I gave him a promise, I kept it. I have to keep my promise. Help me. Yeah. It was day seven, the day I would go back. My father got up from his bed. He started feeling the floor with his toes. Mm. And I'm like in a total shock. Wow. And he tried to get up from the couch. And my nephew was there. He said, shall I help you, Grandpa? He said, no. And then he literally got up from that bed. He walked in front of us through the hallway to the living room. Then to the balcony. You can imagine me. I'm like total trance in shock. Ah, uh, Yes. And then he came to the balcony and he shouted to his neighbors. In Turkey, you can't do those things. <laughs> right, right. And then he said, my daughter kept her promise. I came here by myself. Oh, and amazing. that's the biggest breakthrough in my entire life. And when I saw him like that and also hearing him saying that, I burst into tears And I said, from now on, nobody around me will have to suffer. Whatever I can, in my power, with my capabilities, from now on, I will help people heal. So incredible. And I started on a journey. First, I said, okay, how the hell did I do this? I need to discover. I started investigating. Mm -hmm. And because of so many things were happening with me, I started having very vivid dreams. Right. I was seeing 
everything in my dreams. Street mm. names, apartment numbers, everything, every little detail. <laughs> and I was each time guided step by step, even to the trainings that I was supposed to follow. So first I did all kinds of spiritual trainings because I wanted to know what is going on with me. Then I started doing the traditional healing modality trainings. Right. And I became like a seminar junkie collecting certificates. Yes, right. Because I wanted to give a name to whatever I was doing. I just needed mm -hmm. a title. Sure. And then when I was at my new job, because after that, which was my last job, I found another job six months later. I had a great job. I knew I was protected highly. Yeah. Whoever was out there. And I was increasing, uh, leveling up in my career as well. Mm -hmm. But here was so empty. My mm, heart right. I started questioning myself, like, why am I here? Why am I sitting here? Why am I wasting time? And then always the ego, the mind, was saying, because you earn good. Because mm. covering your costs. This is how you can have a good life, you know? Right. The logic was saying that, but the heart was saying, that's why I love doing heart-brain coherence with people. The heart, mm -hmm. the heart speaks the truth. The heart doesn't have an ego. Yeah. The brain. My heart was saying, you need to go. You need to leave here. There is another path in front of you. And mm -hmm. you. Wow. Because I put myself into so much stress, slowly, 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 I felt like I'm going into burnout. And then I said to myself, hello, you are the healer. How can you go in burnout? Right. It's unacceptable. <laughs> I said, you need to take action here. Yeah. And, you know, it's not only you who is trying to sabotage you or stop you, but it's also your loved ones. So my mom was saying, don't trust a few clients you have. And uh, it's not a steady job, steady income every month. How will you guarantee to cover those costs? Mm -hmm. I remember so mm -hmm. well what I told to my mom. I said, mom, instead of buying 10 pairs of shoes, I will buy one. Right. I said, anyway, if you buy 10, you still search for the 11th one, right? True. It's never enough, right? It's never enough. Whatever we have is never enough. We always want more. Well, and because you're, you're trying to fill something that will never be full. I mean, because you're, because you're not living aligned with your purpose. Exactly. You are spot on that. Because first, you need to fill in insights before you check outside. And once you are fulfilled inside, whatever is outside won't even attract you anymore. Mm, so true. So true. So one day I said, you know what? I cannot take this anymore. I need to take massive action. And I didn't even know Tony Robbins back then. Right. I said, I'm going out of here. I will see. Then I said to myself, I'm also trained by Robin Sharma. I really love Robin Sharma. I don't know if you know of him. He's another sort of Tony Robbins from Canada. And he okay. has like books like 5am club and mm -hmm. some famous books out there. So he always said, ask yourself, 
what is the worst that can happen? Right. So I asked myself the same question. I said, okay, you are quitting now 20 years of hard worked career on an international platform, which fulfills your pockets, which gives you a lot of significance. I'm the business woman. I'm the sales manager walking on high heels, traveling, attending to meetings, board meetings, you know, all that significance. Oh, yes, I do. I understand. Our ego needs to be fed by that. I said, right. oh, suppose you leave everything behind. What is the worst that can happen? You cannot succeed. You go and search for another job. And you start to another job. Right. That was so simple for me. I said, I'm out of here. I quit. And I left everything. Good and for one you. week later, my friends told me about Tony Robbins. His first event was in London. One week later, it was in London. I took the mm -hmm. plane. I flew to London, attended to my first UPW, Unleash the Power Within. And since then, life became even much better. I started to understand also my value more, my self-worth more in mm -hmm. regards to the business I'm doing. Yes. But once your mind is so focused on, I need to help people, I need to help people. No, I cannot charge people. I cannot ask money to people because you are here to help people. That was also draining my energy. Mm -hmm. Because I was constantly investing in myself, try to get better and better, have more and more certificates, more titles. Right. So I started to get the realization that I need to give my service the best way I can. They need to give me back whatever is needed in return so that I can grow, so that I can invest in myself more, so that I can yes. contribute even more to those people. This number one difficulty for healers, by the way. Mm -hmm. so they think I have this gift, I have this talent, I have this ability. If you are a believer, you say, God gave me this, and how can I trade this for money? You know, that's quite a big scale problem for many healers. Sure. I know. Makes sense. So that's how I left. That's how I started my journey. I'm doing it since 14 years. Hmm. Besides the physical healings, I saw that people's lives are really changing, really transforming after having those healing sessions. Right. I said, I don't want to focus on physical illnesses. That's sometimes even more painful because mm -hmm. I had Alzheimer patients. I had patients mm -hmm. with infections, bone infections, uh, hernia, all that kind of stuff. I said, I want to help people on an emotional level. Mm -hmm. Because what I believe and what is out there researched or spoken about or taught by many masters out there, Everything happens within ourselves. If we don't start healing within ourselves, then we start having all kinds of physical illnesses outside of ourselves. So true. So true. The, the number one that I know that I can share with you at this moment is all these emotional struggles and pain and problems, experiences are gathered in our emotional center, which is our belly, our solar mm -hmm. plexus area. Because we are not able to digest or accept what happens. And we didn't try to heal it even. 
we kept it inside, kept it inside, store it in there. Many people suffer from bloating, mm-hmm. although they don't eat too much. Right. They say, oh, I ate one sandwich, I'm going to explode. I feel so bloated. And sometimes people go one step further to ulcer, to reflu, all kinds of physical things. It's because it's not processed there. It's like food. It's stuck there. It's staying there. Emotional and digestion, right? Exactly. So I Mm -hmm. started helping people, first of all, heal emotionally within themselves by using my energy techniques. Right. And over time, I created my own techniques. I tapped into my own field of energy. And Mm -hmm. that's what I used. And they told me, because I'm able to channel they told me that I need to go back to how I healed my father. And mm-hmm. I was thinking, how did I heal my father? Then I said to myself, I didn't know anything back then. Right. So when you know certain techniques, techniques are good to guide you because you are zero. You know, you need to learn something. Sure. You need a path to walk. But then you focus on too much on the technique. But what comes from within is more powerful than any technique out there. Mm. And that's what I started using. And that's what I started teaching. And after I joined the Tony Robbins world, I said to myself, I want to talk like this guy. How possibly is talking like this? (laughs) And then they told me he knows NLP. I said, okay, what is NLP? Yeah, neuro-linguistic programming. I said, okay, let's go. We're teaching it. <laughs> right. So then I went and learned NLP from Dr. Richard Bendler, who is also one of uh, Tony's uh, teachers in NLP. Can you, can, you talk about, can you talk a little bit about what NLP is for my audience? Explain what that is and how it works? Yes, sure. So NLP is um, N for neuro, L for linguistic, and P for programming. So what happens is we are basically reprogramming our neurological system and we use language patterns. We don't delete any memories because some people think that, oh, they will erase my mind. That's impossible. But what we do is with the way, with the techniques we use, we make that memory less painful or no pain at all. So when you go back and remember that memory, you are totally fine with it. You know that it's part of your life, part of your experience. Yes, you experienced that. You had that. Whatever level of pain that can be, doesn't matter. I mean, I know uh, people healing uh, with neurolinguistic programming, trauma patients like who has been into a bombing uh, situation like Mm -hmm. a bomb exploded somewhere. They are trapped. Mm -hmm. They don't want to go outside, out of their house or whatsoever. Those people can also be helped with um, any kind of trauma, any kind of support that you need in your life. It's not only trauma, by the way. It's just playing with your mind to reprogram it, to serve it to you. Okay. Sometimes our mind doesn't serve us. Right. Make the mind serve us. Because we have so much potential, but we have fears, we have limiting beliefs, we have old patterns, old programming. Somewhere somebody told us something, we are still carrying that at the age of 50 today, 
because somebody told us something when we were 10 years old. Yes, yes. Those brain loops that we get caught in over and over again. And we, we believe it to be true because it's, it's our truth, because it's what we grew up believing. And we've, you know, incorporated it so much into our being. But yeah, so, so can you talk about like just an example of how you could use neuro-linguistic programming or how you have with maybe one of your, one of your coaching clients to heal them from something? Yes. So what happens is like uh, recently I had a client from uh, Cambodia. She was a Japanese lady. Mm-hmm. And she was living in Cambodia and her family was living in Japan. But she was living in Cambodia because she had a career, a good career. She had a good income. She had a good lifestyle, which she didn't have when she was back in Japan. Because when she left Japan until that time, women were secondary The masculine energy was very powerful. They were underestimated with their talents. And she felt like she's nothing there. But in Cambodia, she felt like she's something. And going back to Japan was a very scary idea for her. But her husband and her child, they were living in Japan. And Mm -hmm. she was seeing them like twice per year. Oh, wow. And she was so scared to move back and lose everything and leave everything that she built in those 11 years she was in Cambodia. Yeah. So I started using some NLP techniques on her. First of all, I discovered the problem with healing sessions. Because when I first talked to her, I thought she's like a Zen master. She's so soft, calm. I thought, what am I going to heal with her, you know? (laughs) (laughs) But when I started because I'm intuitive and feel things from people during the healing sessions, I started feeling like something was off in the heart. Mm -hmm. And when I started mentioning about the heart and love and that a blockage there, which I couldn't really understand what, Mm -hmm. but I love everybody. I said, do you love yourself? Uh. That I never asked that to myself. And then she started herself questioning that question. Yeah. And the next session, she started opening up. Because I I never ask what you have before my healing sessions. And then she started telling me the story. Actually, my husband, I see him twice a year. I said, twice a year, you see your husband? What kind of marriage is that? Right, sure. You know, and your daughter is also away. How do you stand that? So she filled up those gaps with career, with income, with good lifestyle and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And she was giving up on something that was more lovable that would also fulfill her heart. So her heart center was actually empty with that. Mm. And when you are doing NLP to somebody or working with NLP, when you talk to me from the words you are saying in the conversation, I can understand if you are a kinesthetic person, if you are a visual person, if you are an auditory person, and then I custom made my conversations sort of based on what you are inputting in the conversation. Hmm. So if somebody is very visual and you start talking to her about feelings, she will say, what, what is she talking about? I need to see, right. you know? You need to speak in their language. Exactly. Something that res- right, something That's that resonates. Language, language pattern is very important. Mm. And 
giving some anchors so that they remember things like Tony Robbins is using. Tony Robbins is using a lot of anchors. Music in the seminars is a great anchor. Yes. When you listen to the playlist, you know exactly when that song was playing in which exercise. Yes. No, I, I understand what you're saying. I want to make sure my audience gets it. So when you talk about anchors, can you, can you expand a little bit upon that? Like, for example, if I would give an example from the Tony Robbins events, uh, because uh, I did it, you did it, and maybe some people out there know the challenge, free challenge on Facebook or whatsoever, I don't know. So anchoring is you do something specific that when you need to feel, let's say, confident or when you are getting over a limiting belief or fear or something, that you remember a certain thing which helps you to get over those things. Like, for example, in Tony's world, music is very powerful. And when he does, let's say, a process, a meditative thing, the music that comes after that, you remember it because you remember how you were released from that specific problem. And after that, that song was playing. Like, life will never be the same again. I never, yes. ever forget that song. Everybody's That's great. It's anchored. It's deep yes. in ourself. It's like planting the seeds. And healthy uh, things are growing out of there. And mm-hmm. you don't forget it. And with yeah. NLP, there are very basic things while they are teaching the NLP course. Like, you can do this to yourself like you feel something or somebody is rubbing your shoulder, you always remember that sensation that somebody rubbed your shoulder at that moment. Somebody ticks your uh, leg, like the tapping. It's not tapping, but like on the leg. So specific things that Mm -hmm. are anchored Mm -hmm. in you. And whenever you are challenged or you remember a certain experience, you say, hey, oh yeah, that's one, you know? This, yeah, this. Right. Something, something that's yeah. going to make you remember the moment of your release, your mm-hmm. from it, your positive reaction to it, and all that kind of stuff. And that's what NLP does. So NLP knows how to analyze you with the way you use your face gestures, with the way you look with your eyes. Is it to the right? Is it to the left? Is it to the up? Is it always down? Uh, is she feeling something kinesthetic with the words, with the language uh, you use, with some hypnotic uh, things? Like we don't hypnotize people, but right. give them a feeling, you give them an experience. And then when they look back, they remember the good experience, not right. the bad experience anymore. So it's hmm. a basic reprogramming of the mind. So you're forming, are you like forming new neural pathways? Yes. Where you're, yeah. And, and kind of associating what, you know, like something that was once bad, now you're, you're forming a positive association to it so that when you think of that thing, it reduces the level of emotion attached to it, the level of, you know, if there were trauma, that kind of thing. That's so powerful. So incredibly powerful. And I feel, I feel like I'm sitting here now and I'm being examined. (laughs) 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 <laughs> because you're watching me speak, you're watching my facial expressions, you're watching me, you know, swiggle in my seat a little bit. Are you picking up on anything from me right now? 
Hello, my friends. I hope you enjoyed part one of that episode with Fusen. We had quite a bit to cover, so I decided to make this into a two-parter. So stay tuned, and next week we'll finish that up. But I also wanted to take a few minutes this week to talk about podcasting. So before I started this podcast, I had been an avid podcast listener. Some might say a podcast addict. For many years, I listened to as many as five or six podcasts a day. So for me, it had been a dream to have my own podcast. And I, I just really didn't know where to start. And David knew that it was a dream of mine. And he lovingly bought me a book on how to start a podcast. But it was still too daunting to try to figure out all the ins and outs and all the technical stuff all on my own. So when I heard that one of my favorite podcasters was going to be offering a step-by-step course on how to start a podcast, I decided I had to make it happen. So during the middle of a global pandemic last year, I immersed myself in her course, and now I'm 41 episodes deep into my podcast journey. I have a podcast with a five-star rating on Apple that is also ranked in the top 5% of podcasts globally. Can you believe it? I sometimes have to pinch myself because I can't either. So looking back, I honestly cannot imagine how different my life would be had I not listened to that inner voice and started my podcast. It has opened up so many doors. I've met incredible people and I've made tremendous leaps forward in my healing. And now I'm just really leading a passionate and purpose-driven life with all kinds of possibilities ahead. So I want you guys to experience that transformation too. I mean, when we live with purpose, it really helps to give us more motivation to heal because we have a reason that's so much bigger than ourselves. So I wanted to let you guys in on something. My friends, Ginny and Michelle over at the Podcast Accelerator, which is the course that I took to start my podcast. They have a free masterclass where they're going to be sharing four tips for their podcast with purpose path. And during this course, you will get four different things. And again, let me just reiterate, this is completely free, no obligation, no cost. First, they're going to help you to get clear on what lights you up and what sort of difference you want to make with your podcast. Then they're going to show you how to find your voice so that podcast interviews are as easy as chatting with your closest friends. They're going to demystify the technical piece of podcasting so you can focus on what's really important. And finally, you'll get insider tips on how to reach out and start making transformative connections. By the end of this free masterclass, you will know the exact next steps to take to get your podcast launched on all the major apps. And if you show up live, you'll get Ginny Media's step-by-step guide on how to repurpose your podcast content, which will show you how to turn your podcast recording into usable content across platforms. I'm going to put a link in the show notes for you, and that way you can sign up again for the free, completely free masterclass. Remember, it's a great way just to get a feel for what it might be like to start your own podcast. And if you're even remotely thinking about it, just trust your gut and just do it. Starting a podcast has seriously been one of my most transformative decisions, and it's given me a sense of purpose that I was lacking. And again, when we have purpose, we have more motivation to heal. So with that, I'm sending you all tons of love and healing energy. And I just really want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being part of this community. 
Every time you show up here, you are helping me to fulfill my life's purpose of giving you hope and tools for healing. Love you all. It means the world to me that you took your time and energy to listen to this entire episode of The Chronically Courageous. If you know others that would benefit from listening, please share it with them. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your podcast player of choice. I welcome your feedback and questions. So please email me at bonnie at thechronicallycourageous.com. That's B-O-N-N-I at thechronicallycourageous.com. As always, I'm sending you so much love, happiness, and healing.